Well, hello and welcome to our 20th episode of Q on Q. To say that I'm grateful would be an understatement. I cannot say thank you enough to all who have downloaded, listened, streamed, checked out, and shared this podcast. Um, thank you to all of you for your feedback, for your kind words, for your support as I continue to go where God is leading me with this podcast. It seems like it was just yesterday that I recorded the trailer and then launched episode one about what inspires me. In the weeks and months that have followed, I've shared on a lot of different topics that I've truly felt led to share about, and there's a whole lot more to come. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you. And I hope you'll keep joining me in the weeks and months and, Lord willing, the years to come. And hopefully you'll bring a few friends along the way. Well, if you've listened to any of my previous episodes, you've heard me share about times when I felt creatively stuck or even spiritually dry. I'm at a point in my life now where I've given up control of a lot to God, and I trust where he's leading me, and creativity is pouring out. That's an understatement. (laughs) Ideas are coming quicker than I can process them, and it's all really exciting. Right now, things are awesome. Have you ever felt that way? How many times, though, do we find ourselves excited And then the excitement starts to wane a little bit. We were really only excited for a short period of time. And then we get anxious for the great things that lie ahead. But we really don't seem motivated to move forward with much of what we're excited about. Maybe it's too hard. I'm comfortable right where I am. It's a good idea, but I'm good right where I am. Trust me, those words carry weight. I've said time and time again over the past month, that this is going to be the best summer ever. Why? Well, God has given me so many ideas, some of them that seem kind of crazy, but you know, so many opportunities, so many blessings. Why am I not just running like crazy with all of them? Well, I will be honest with you. It's summer. I've taken some time to relax and rest after a crazy school year, but I feel like sometimes that I'm holding back. And it's time to get moving. So today, I proclaim to you in this 20th episode of my podcast, let's go! Okay, so why is it so hard for us to be excited about something and then do so little to take action on it? Well, in my past, for me, it's always been waiting for a sign. Sure, I sense where I'm supposed to be moving and feel God working and I'm excited for it, but... I always seem to wait for something more. At least, it's the way I used to approach things. See, I've learned that it's not always how it works. God will begin to reveal things that are vital to our successful start, continuance, and completion of his plan. In the time and in the place, they are to be revealed. And as he moves, we must be ready and must faithfully follow his leading. So I want to share with you a little today about what it means to me about being ready to do the will of God and why we should be motivated and excited to do it now, not whenever it's convenient for us. You see, when we feel God moving in an area of our life, it really comes down to the reality of us choosing to go in one of three directions. We can go backwards, we can stay right where we are, or we can go forward. Even if we're called to stay in the place that we're in, we are called to move forward 
with what he's called us to. So why, when they feel like God is moving in their life, do some people retreat? Why, when blessings and God's favor are literally right in front of you, do people seem to want to go the opposite direction? I think the main reason people won't move forward is a fear of change and really a fear of the unknown. Sometimes there's a retreat because we return to something that's familiar to us or something we've experienced in our past that gave us a good feeling or good memories. It was safe at one point, but to be honest, it's probably most likely not safe for us now. It might mean we pick up old sins we have previously been forgiven of or delivered from. Maybe we get more comfortable with skipping that daily Bible reading or even sleeping in on Sunday mornings. That's going backwards. So what's the danger in that? Well, it's exactly that. It's danger. The danger is losing progress. It's unsettling to lose progress in anything. And believe it or not, it might be more of an unknown going backwards than going forward. I read an analogy that really struck me and... I want you to think of it this way. If you're a runner and you run backwards, think about what lies along the path as you're running. You can't see where you're going without constantly looking over your shoulder, creating uncertainty. You have the potential to trip up or even fall on things that may have been familiar just moments before when you were moving forward, or new obstacles may even get in your way. Here's the irony of it all. Most of the time, we think people backslide or retreat when things are tough and they want to just go back to something more familiar. But I find also people seem to go backwards just as much when things are going great or after a time of great blessing. Everything's going great for me, going doing well in my income, my relationships are great. I don't think it'll hurt if I go out and have a few drinks with my friends this weekend to celebrate. Or maybe somebody says, I'm really in a good position in my company after working genuinely hard all these years. Maybe, you know, if I'm just a little flirty with the boss, it'll help me get ahead. Or maybe somebody says, I'm reading the Bible every day now, so it's really no big deal if I go to church on Sunday morning because I'm still getting God in my life, right? Those are all scary things to think about. But let's say we don't go backwards. Maybe you don't retreat or regress. Sometimes people prefer to just stay put where they are when they're not called to. So why do people stay in the place they're in rather than going where or into what God calls them? Well, the majority of the time, the current is comfortable. We're afraid to leave the place, the thing, the job, the salary, the people that we know and love. Now, listen here, I'm not saying that everything God is calling us to is going to disrupt and lift us from all of those things. But here's the issue. Do we ever get so comfortable in where we are that it actually makes us stagnant or even vulnerable? You know, stagnant is scary to me. If life just coasts along, I honestly kind of get bored of not having new adventures and new challenges. I've always had a motto in my life that I always look for opportunities to grow and to learn. If I'm ever in a place, a job, a volunteer position, a relationship, or anything where I feel like I've plateaued and been stuck there for a very long time, it is it a sign of the fact that 
connection for me with that thing is ending in favor of something else? Or is it a sign that I'm getting lazy? Or is it an indicator that I need to grow? Maybe there are bad habits that we can't break free from, or some hurt, offense, or guilt from our past that we can't let go of, and it's keeping us frozen in our tracks. Maybe we have a fear of the future and what the unknown may hold. Maybe we're just not willing to put in the work. And I'm not referring to overworking yourself or doing so much for all the wrong reasons. Little hint, listen to episode 19 if you need a refresher on that one. Do we choose to stand up and walk forward? Or do we stand up and sit back down? Listen to that again. Do we choose to stand up and walk forward? Or stand up and then sit back down? Do we take the first step and then take another step? Or are we content to stay right where we are, even if we're being nudged, being called, being pushed to something else or something new? Are we conversing with God, listening to his voice? Are we listening to the counsel of godly friends and godly leaders? When we choose to stay where we are, when God is calling us otherwise, We might feel safe, but in reality, we probably feel stale. At least this has been my experience. See, I was creatively stuck for so many years, okay? I just didn't have the the nudge or the push or the, the notes in my head to write new material. I was comfortable with what I was doing. I figured if I didn't have that creativity in me right now, why push it, right? Well, if I'm being super honest here, I really kind of squelched the notion that I had been called to do so much with it in music, in writing, in video. But the truth is, I'd been called to use all of those things to be a light. Well, why didn't I just jump on it and move forward? Why did I stay put? Because it was going to be more work for me. And I was already working in worship ministry and busy with school and everything else in life. I stayed on the comfortable path. And when things felt uncomfortable, like I was being pushed to something more, I didn't like it very much. I didn't want to get off the train and get into something new. But within the last several years, I've really let that go. My prayer life has increased. I'm into the word more. I'm trusting, letting go, following. And I hope anybody who knows me personally knows that I'm excited. I really try to let my passion for what I believe and what I love show through what I do. So I'm moving forward. So we can look at our own lives and go backwards to what we've known before. Stay put where we are now. Or with that third choice, we can move forward. Sometimes, well, actually a lot of times, it takes courage to rise up and go. Especially when you don't know what lies ahead of you. When we follow where and what God is leading us to, he responds by giving us direction, strength, and provision. And there's many times in the scriptures too many to count probably, where God showed his favor to those who chose to step out and go. One that's probably familiar to many of you is in Matthew 14, 
when Peter steps out of the boat. In the latter half of that chapter, Jesus wanted to show the disciples the power of faith and uses Peter in this example. It picks up in verses 25 through 31. This is the NIV. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and, beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. Just like in this case, we often ask God to show us his will for our lives, to give us direction, to tell us what the next step is that we need to follow. And we get excited about it. And maybe we even take that first step. But if we do, we do so with hesitation or doubt or uncertainty. Or is it that we feel like we're afraid to step out or continue moving because we don't know what lies next? We might get excited about what's next, but we won't step out of the boat until we know that there's a safety net to keep us from falling, or in today's terms, a flotation device. We often think we know the plan for our lives. I'm sure you've heard the old saying, man plans and God laughs, but we don't know, and most often won't know all of the steps, experiences, bumps, successes, twists, and turns that we'll experience along the way. It's no different than the plan that God had for the children of Israel to get out of Egypt, cross the wilderness, and enter the promised land to experience his blessings. God's plan for us today is to leave the old life behind, enter a new life, live a fruitful and abundant life, and live life experiencing his blessings. And all this can only happen when we're faithful and obedient to his word. So what's the next step? Maybe you're still at the beginning trying to discover God's will for your life, or maybe you feel like you found it, but you're unsure where to go next. Or maybe you're like me, and God is moving in your life, and you need to continue to allow him to work despite your own insecurities and hesitation. Well, for all of these, the things we must realize probably more than anything, it must be with the right power. We must allow him to work in and through us, letting go of our ways, to put it bluntly, to stop being selfish and think we know what's best when God has plans for us. And this is where we need to be most careful. I found myself doing this a lot. We need to know what God is calling us to do, and then we instantly insert our own personal opinions. Now, this doesn't mean you're not allowed to be nervous or have some concern or share how you feel with others, but God's plan for your life will not work as it's supposed to when you have it run on the power of personal opinion. You might say, I know God's calling me to that job, but I think I need to stay here a few more years to pad my retirement. Maybe you say, I know I'm supposed to help that person on the weekends, but I need my weekly golf league on Saturdays. It's my only escape from work all week. Or maybe you say, I just don't have another couple hours in the day to start that podcast he's been calling me to do. Okay, that last one was for me. I'm going to be pretty honest when I say this. God's plan has nothing to do with what we think. 
It's so important for us to see the bigger picture. We must understand God's goal in our situations, even if we don't know the specifics. We must understand that he is preparing us to move in a miraculous and powerful way in the lives of people. And we don't know what the specifics look like, but we should know why we should follow. For me, it looks a little like this. And bear with me here. This might get a little lengthy. I'll try to give you the abbreviated version. I've been involved in leading worship music from about 1995 until now with a little time off in the middle. And I've been a teacher since 1998. I've been married for nearly 23 years, a father for over 19 years. And all during that time, I felt like I've lived a rewarding life with a career I've been proud of, leading worship as I felt God has called me to do, being the type of father I believe I needed to be for my kids growing up in a faith-filled home, and really I feel like I've lived out the majority of the purpose that God has called me for. But fast forward to around four years ago. I knew something was changing. I will admit my prayer life was stale, and it's by my own fault. My ideas and inspiration in leading worship, and frankly, Doing the task each week felt like a task. It became routine. So I began to seek. God, is there something else in store for me, for my family? I began to pray, like that famous quote from Isaiah chapter 6. Here I am, send me. And things began to shift. But not all at once. I was led out of leading worship ministry for the first time in a very long time. And my family and I stepped away from a church we had been worshiping for a very long time to a new church home, one where we have blossomed and grown in our faith more than possibly any time in our past. But I knew there was still more. I wondered sometimes if God was calling me to a new job or maybe even a new occupation. Well, that hasn't been the case. I haven't felt that nudging, at least not yet, as things kept pointing to me staying right where I was. And there were obstacles, big ones and small ones, but all through the process, I trusted. And in the past year and a half or so, God has shown me big things. I've been called to write more music, so writing I've done. I have several pieces published. I'm going to be releasing some more of my own. I've been pushed to share my testimony, my story, my faith with others, thus giving birth to this podcast. I found myself in the unexpected role of a father to other fathers. I've had several people tell me in developing relationships and building friendships with them what an impact I've had on them. And it's very humbling. I have so many other creative ideas. But, and yes, despite all this feel-good stuff I've told you, there's still a but. There's been that staying power and nostalgic feel to all that's going on currently that has held me back from being fully in. Things are great, so why would I do anything else? It's like the analogy of someone who says they want to get a swimming pool. And they get the pool installed and get on the deck and want to dive in, but they put their toes in the water. Well, I'm at the point where I've stepped down and I'm in the water, but I haven't quite let go of the ladder. Well, I'm saying here today, as I've said before, this is going to be the best summer ever. And that will only be possible... If I let go of the ladder. So today, I say to you, let's let go of the ladder. Let's go! Let's step out 
in faith. Let's trust what God has in store for us. Let's not deny the fact that the comfortable and the routine doesn't have to be the way it always will be. So here are some of the exciting things coming from me. This is the first time I'm sharing some of this. The biggest and one I'm perhaps most excited about is I'm working on a devotional, taking some of the topics from this podcast's first season and turning them into a devotional that I'm hoping to print and release this fall. Covering different topics with a starting section to read and then scriptures and questions to meditate and pray over each day. I'll be compiling this over the summer and hope to have it released in time for Christmas. I'm also writing more music, especially worship music, so look for some info on those coming as well. If you don't follow my business Facebook page or Instagram account or YouTube channel, give those a follow. It's at Query Pro. There's even more, but I don't want to spoil all of the exciting surprises. I'm just right now excited to see all of the details come into focus. The moral of the story is this. God has something great in store for all of us. All we have to do is walk in faith and obedience to his word. God wants to see us embrace his plan, tap into his power, and strive for the prize he is directing us towards. To do this, we need to move. Think of it this way. You go to Heinz Field to watch the Steelers play. There's 22 players on the field, 60,000 people in the stands. The 22 on the field probably need some rest, and the 60,000 in the stands probably need some exercise. You, my friend, are needed on the field. Even if your calling isn't to be the quarterback, or to design the plays, or to kick the ball 50 yards, God has something incredible in store for you. Sometimes, many somethings. Listen to these words from Matthew 9, verses 36 through 38, which talks about Jesus' observations after his teachings in Galilee. It says this, And this is the Amplified Version. When he saw the crowds, he was moved with compassion and pity for them because they were dispirited and distressed, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is indeed plentiful, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. So, my friends, today I challenge you with this. Be the worker. Spend time with Jesus in the word and prayer daily and get back to doing first things first. The first thing before you can do any of this is to talk to God and allow him to talk to you. Don't allow yourself to go backwards. Deal with the junk from the past and then choose to leave it behind and move forward. Stand today and refuse to stay where you are if God is calling you somewhere else. Allow yourself to break from routine and to get a little uncomfortable. Look for the opportunities God puts before you in every moment. It's game time, my friends. God has drawn up the game plan for each of us, and it's time for you and me to do our part. Who's with me? Thank you again for listening this week. We'll see you back here next time when we'll have more for you on cue. Let's go! 